Welcome back to 9 to Fivers. Back again, back again. Another episode. Oof. And we're back Getting with freedom, you know? another very special guest. Who's doing an introduction special. this week? Oh, do I have to do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This week we have a very, very, very special guest. Very. Uh, we say that every week though, but... But I said very, 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 very... <laughs> <laughs> it was raining, but she still brought the sunshine. Oh, she came out for Oof. us. All the way out of isolation. The illustrious. <laughs> <laughs> From the sticks. <laughs> uh, she made it all the way here. The illustrious, the um, multi-talented. Trendsetter. Beautiful. <laughs> Philanthropist. <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to add one more in there before you said it. Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> now, welcome, nah. welcome, Desti, to the show. Desti in the house. Woo, 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 Thank woo, you guys woo, so much woo. for having me. Thank you very much for coming. For we coming, do appreciate it. You are welcome. You are welcome. I hope the journey here wasn't too much chaos, though. It was all right, you know. It wasn't yeah. too bad. Okay. You know, had Good. to get through the quarantine area. Okay. <laughs> had to survive through that, but we're here, you it's know. It's crazy, right? got to do what you got to do to chase your purpose. Literally, you know? literally. <laughs> it's weird, though, because we live in London. We live in such a bubble. Like, when you told me your experience of getting here, I was like, was she trying to get to another country or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, that can't happen. Like, that's wild, though. That's crazy. <laughs> But yeah, how's your week been though? Going on to you. Week's been good, you know. Um, you know, I've only just returned back to work. Really? I was off work for some time. Really? Yeah, I had How to come? take some time off work just to focus on my health. Um, with a lot of the things that I do, I wasn't really putting myself first. And I didn't realise I wasn't putting myself first until I got the check from a doctor saying that you have got an asthma attack and you might be going through a relapse again. Oh, really? Uh, which Oof. is a mental health relapse. Um, oh, wow. Basically, um, my whole body was just taking under so much stress that I was diagnosed with hemoptysis, um, which is coughing of the blood. And I didn't understand where that came from. Wow. I had x-ray scan, my chest was clear, and that's what stress can do to your body. That's when you don't look after yourself, that's how much stress can just react and just disrupt everything that's yeah. in the inside. I thought I was having a bad day. No, I think, I think <laughs> yeah. people like, underestimate like, how powerful the brain is, so yeah, of course. even in a positive and a negative way. So. Definitely make sure to protect that. And Health is wealth, man. Health is wealth. I'm glad sure. you're taking the steps sure. to, you know. You know, sometimes I'm bad at taking my own advice. I'm really good at giving advice until <laughs> I... I'm, I'm exactly the same. like, okay, now you really can't go to work. I'm like, damn. It's really <laughs> that deep. You. But it, it is like that. Like, Literally. you know, we, we're chasing that... I think we put ourselves under that much pressure as well. You know, you look at social media and everyone's like, you know, it's 2020, get your bag. It's 2020, yeah. go, go chase what is, what's that. meant for you. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, you need to also sleep. You need to look after yourself. You need that downtime. Yeah. And downtime, I don't mean gym. Downtime is that alone time to yourself, self-reflection, family time. Anything that's wholesome to me is downtime. Mm -hmm. Downtime is not going to Maldives yeah. and going to Mykonos. Like, it's not a holiday. That yeah. ain't downtime. Yeah. That's escape yeah. so for me i wasn't taking enough wholesome downtime for myself mm. and yeah that was that tunnel vision was real it's like she was saying last week <laughs> no we had we had an episode on yeah, this last yeah. week so literally everything you're saying is something that was discussing last week so okay it's like literally our last guest were just saying like you can have things going on in your life but then you just um you cover it with so many different things yeah. so working yeah, or that's you true. Know, women or you know, drugs <laughs> or whatever your vices yeah, yeah. You know what i mean I mean, being busy doesn't mean that you're always productive. Exactly. That's being true. productive doesn't mean always very you're busy. True. Being very busy, true. sometimes you can just add on a lot of stress. <laughs> That's very your true. your schedule, you yeah. look like you're busy, yeah. but really mm -hmm. you're just stressful. Like you're yeah. just under a lot of stress. And I think I wanted to be so overly productive because I felt like I was chasing 
I don't know. I felt like I was under a pressure that I needed to do things as fast as I can. Yeah. I yeah. need to finish things as like as much and as fast as I can because I just want to make it. Yeah. yeah. And then doing that, ooh. <laughs> God was like, mm, take a step back. Mm-mm. You're now 20 steps back from where you want to be because you're not putting yourself first and you're not looking after what's most important for you. Yeah, that's real. No, that's very well. That's real. But um, even even with like um, being busy, like how do you stay on top of a busy schedule? Because I know like for yourself, yeah. you're constantly doing different things every day. I know no no two days are the same. So how do you stay on top of it? You know what? After returning <coughs> back to work now, um, my focus is if it doesn't bring me peace, mm-hmm. I'm no longer doing it. Because okay. I've mm. been doing this since I was 17. I'm turning 27 this year. So it's been almost a decade that mm. I've, you know, have gone from full-time fashion content creating to you know adding modeling and e-com on top of that and then I wanted to add dancing to it I wanted to do so many things and then transitioning into speaking and juggling both speaking and modeling at the same time that was a lot to that was a lot to handle um not just the social pressure but the mental pressure in itself and now after returning back to work I've turned down a lot of things and it feels good to not always be everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people have a FOMO because they, you know, they want to... Are you sure you wasn't here last week? Because <laughs> <laughs> we did discuss it. She was here in spirit, like yeah, standing yeah. there listening to our conversation. But yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah we did like, discuss FOMO, but yeah. A lot of people, you know, they don't want to miss out on the latest events. You know, they always want to be seen because they want to stay relevant. But you know what? What's most important to you is what what the, what does relevance mean to you? Yeah. Relevance in person, relevance on social media. For me, now my definition and the way I refine my, you know, my tunnel vision and where I'm going in life, as long as it keeps myself at peace and my family at peace, that's what matters. Yeah. I no longer chase the followers and what comes with it. You know, not even the money. Money's important to keep your, obviously like financially like stable and everything, but like you can't do what you do if you're not at peace with yourself. If you're not happy, how are you going to carry on with your job? If you're not happy and at peace, how are you going to be able to spend time with yourself or with your family when it is your downtime? Because you're still stressed out and Mm -hmm. you're still having the after effect from, you know, putting yourself under that much pressure with work. So for me, if it costs too much peace, I don't even want it. It's good. It's good that you touched on that because obviously, when we, whenever I watch Mm -hmm. um, like interviews with other successful people or people that at the height or peak of their game, they're like, not every opportunity is a good opportunity. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You shouldn't just be like, yes, yes, yes to everything. Like sometimes you have to be very selective with what you involve yourself in and what you choose to like participate participate in. Anyway, so. Like, I really took that. I think that's a good point that you made. Not every opportunity is a good opportunity, and no, it's you good can't that. Be a yes, man, to everything. Yeah, yeah, of <laughs> course, it's good. So you got to really like put yourself in something that you believe in or you that's want to it. do. So and yeah, as, I think as you kind of mentioned, like yourself <coughs> is your foundation, and everything branches from there. So of course, if yeah, you're definitely. not right, then nothing else can really be right yeah. to its full potential. So that's definitely, so dope, man. That's I'm that's, glad a, you're that's <laughs> a yeah, that that, that, that <laughs> was a good point. Like even with um. You're talking about like um, social media. I know it's such a massive platform now. Like you yeah. can basically be famous overnight. You know what I mean? Or even successful. Like it's mm-hmm. it's crazy how I think there's loads of pros and cons. But now that they've kind of they've taken away the likes, right? So you can't see how many like is it have likes? Done that? Is I it, think they would. I don't think you can that. see the number. I think that's what it is. So it'll say name, but it won't say exactly yeah. how many oh, really? people. Okay. I still yeah. can see some likes. Oh, some can people, you? Some people will like. Well, some of my friends are like in Australia. They can't mm-hmm. see that. 
Mm. Um, I think some people in Canada as well, they can't see that. Yeah. Um, in the UK, I'm not sure. I think we should have been the first people yeah. <laughs> to have that. Yeah. Um, because essentially, like the next gen, what they're following and what they're chasing, it's just all the way backwards. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like, like you're seeking validation from it, other people. Like you I'm should really be you, believing in yourself before it. anything else. So. But yeah. as a young person, how how can you like separate yourself from that? Um, what advice would you give? Because it's easy to say, but like what not to seek validation yeah, outside. Like you post a picture, then you know. Oh, it hasn't. Oh, you definitely don't I have this issue. I ain't got bad followers <laughs> on Instagram, so I, I, no, 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 I'm like, definitely. Like, but like, I know what you mean, like in terms will, of wanting people to yeah, like your thing. People like so. it in it. And people be checking it every three seconds. Like some people even remove their content if it's not like it's not know. enough it to what like they want. I, yeah. you know what? I was there. Mm. And yeah. I'm coming from like um, like a real place. I, I was there. You know, I I used to take it so deeply to the point where yeah, it did hit me at severe depression at 21. But that was also combined with what I used to go through when I was a child. Okay. So there's no right or wrong. And I'm not saying if you are seeking validation, it's wrong. It is complete. It is down to the person yeah. of yeah. why you are seeking the validation. Some people do it, yeah, to make themselves feel good, but they're not insecure. They yeah. just they just like it. And some people really do it because they thrive of it because they have yeah. no other validation in their life that keeps them happy and keeps them secure. But social media. Now that is what I deal with. That <laughs> is essentially why I do what I do. Um, but that's also because growing up. I had no parents from the age of nine. So mm. my validation and my guidance came from everything that I do in life, everything that I explore, experience, all of that. So social media was a big thing. Mm. You know, a lot of the influence now that you do or see comes from social media. As soon as you switch your phone on, you see yeah. exactly what's happening. You That's see true. what's popping. You see what's Very on true. explore page. All of a sudden you think, oh, I need to have that. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. I need to gain that. Or I need to buy that. Or I need to be like that. And you lose that sense of like you are. Um, to me, I feel like everybody is always moving in their own time, in the right path, the way they are is fine. But social media puts that pressure on you to think that you're not working fast enough, you're not working hard enough, and you're not going there, or you're not being what you should be. Yeah. When really, you know what makes you happy, but because everyone else is validating someone else that's popular, that's got more likes, mm. they're telling you, mm -mm, what you're doing is wrong, that person is right, because they're popular, so you should yeah. just be like that. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's got, you know, everyone's got a say about everything. Um, yeah. I, always, I always say to people, like, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinions, everyone's always gonna have an opinions of you, but I'm the type of person to face it till you make it, rather than fake it till you make it, so anything mm. that's being thrown at me, um, or if someone is judging me, rather than actually going against them and being defensive, I prove that person right. If someone's trying to come at me and say, oh, you know what, Destiny, you weren't a motivational speaker a year ago, but now you preaching, you doing this, you doing that, what makes you feel like you're a validating speaker? Or like, what makes you, you, what makes you think that you're a relevant speaker? And I said, you know what, after reuniting with my mom, after like almost a decade and not seeing her and my dad, I know now my value of who I am and my worth. I, yeah. grew, I grew that compassion after reuniting with my mom. And you know when somebody comes at you and they're trying to really put you down, trying yeah. to break you, and they don't have any facts or receipt to <laughs> as why they even come at you like that. They're probably having a bad day or whatnot. But the day or the time that you do prove them that they're right, they do feel silly. Mm. They're just like, oh, you know, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to it's come like at you like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you just, you just come with them. I come with them with more kindness only because I, I know what it was like to hold 
resentment or re- or like even hate or that negative projection towards someone. I'm like, why is she doing that? Or why is why is he doing that? Or why is this person doing this and that? They're trying to be someone that they're not, you know, they're not meant to be and stuff like mm. that. And when I came to self-realization, I was like, wow, I was really judging myself back in the yeah. days. And now I know how to react to people that do throw them kind of jabs. Mm. Social media really puts you in a place where you are ready to get jabbed, mm. especially Twitter. Ooh, Twitter is <laughs> yeah. ruthless. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I stay off Twitter. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Me, me neither. But um, I stay off Twitter. But please. even just the comment section is just crazy. Like, but have you got on YouTube? I can't lie. Some of the comments are funny though. But <laughs> it's like some of them could be really detrimental as well. But I feel like even with that, yeah, you just got to kind of believe in your own source, man. I feel mm. like even even in achieving that, like for me, example, like, I'm not super famous or super successful, but I feel like. Having the right people around you to keep you grounded, man, because Massively. there's there's the real world and there's the internet. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you're not always gonna get. Sometimes I feel like as human beings, we feel entitled to always have good good feedback. Oh, yeah. Someone's gonna tell you that like, I don't like your thing, <laughs> so you just gotta accept it the way it is and be like, all right, that's fair enough. Like you're entitled to it, but yeah, I feel like it's just you know if you really believe you have something good going on and yeah. you're doing it for the better of yourself or the people around you, then you shouldn't really focus on validation from others you get what i'm saying so they're going to gravitate towards it in the end anyway exactly you know what i mean exactly. so you know the best thing to do surround yourself with kids surround yourself with your family and oh. kids kids will tell you how it is the way <laughs> it is. because one person sometimes they're too rude they're too real they'll ask you why are you doing this uh, yeah, yeah that's true you know like oh this is true with your story right yeah my niece yeah. let's my transition, niece let's transition. <laughs> <laughs> what was your niece saying my niece was nine. She's 10 now. Oh, she checked me the minute that I didn't have my photographer that day to take pictures of me. So I asked her to take pictures of me. Um, and I was like, Zara, can you take pictures of me, please? And she's like, okay, that's fine. You know, one picture, 10 to 20, 20, 10 to 30. And she's, you know, her being nice, she got fed up. She's like, like, she's like, why do you make me take so many pictures of you? You don't even like it. And I was like, well, it's not, it's not the picture yet. You know, like it's got, like she <laughs> doesn't understand. Again. The picture's got a bang. <laughs> like the picture, that, that is the right picture. And then she just put the phone down and then she just basically just said to me, she's like, you don't even have time for me anymore. You don't even spend time with me anymore. Mm. You spend so much time getting ready and you all you do is take pictures, pictures, pictures and you're not even happy. If you're not happy, why are you doing it? <laughs> Ooh, I felt I'm that one in my chest. Straight down. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as, yeah, I mean, like, as soon as she said that to me, I think that was my moment of realisation. So then I dedicated my first show to her. Mm. And that then just... Yeah, that everything from there just became a huge alignment for me. Mm-hmm. When oh. I took the biggest step to, I felt like at the time I was like, I don't think that's what I'm meant to be doing, but it feels right because yeah. it makes her happy. If it yeah. makes her happy, I want to continue doing that because she is going to be the next generation that's going to lead the other generation. And, you know, she's going to become a young woman and I want her to be under good influence. Yeah. Like, she's nine and she's on TikTok. <laughs> I hate that she's on TikTok. <laughs> But if you can't beat them, you got to join them. That's true. If you're going to join true. them, at least join them in the right way and influence them in the mm. right mm. path. So mm. I'm like, okay, you know what? We can do the renegade together, but make sure you know that I can still keep an eye on you and watch yeah. you doing yeah. TikTok. You know exactly what your big sis is doing. Mm-hmm. That's um, dope. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. I'll tell you how it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> I want to take it back a little bit. So for the people who don't know who you are, what mm. was your origin? So you started off taking pictures and then... Basically, how did you transition into a motivational speaker? Uh, I started my Instagram when I was about, I'd say, 
16, 17. Okay. Um, so that's about nine years ago now. Oh, that's um, earlier than me, so I'd say. Yeah, yeah, you was on it pretty early then. Way when it was just, when people were just taking pictures of landscapes yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> when they were just like, taking pictures of their lunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I started it. I joined in 2012. Um, oh. That was oh. really early on in the days. Um, I joined because I was um, in a girl band. <laughs> I was oh, in wow. performing arts school. Um, oh, so essentially, I just wanted to like continue networking with the people I went to school with because oh, nice. I was moving to uni. Oh, okay. And, you know, like being in like performing arts school, like you always want to showcase your dancing or whatever yeah. you do, like you just want to put that out there. So you sing as well? You got any yeah, YouTube, you got any yeah, YouTube videos? Yeah, yeah, Everyone's there. I type your name in on YouTube. Yeah, and you got no, the phone. No, <laughs> like, 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 I was more like the dancing and acting. Like okay, even okay. though I was singing, that was ugh, that was stage fright. I could probably throw up every time I sing. Oh, like, really? That's how it was. Just nah, I couldn't handle the pressure. Okay. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed just dressing nice. I love fashion mm. and going to uni, having older friends already, because I'm the youngest, even in my siblings and in my circle of friendship. Like, I'm just, I'm in my first so year. So, you like, was the spoiled yeah. child, basically. <laughs> 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 I was nervous uh, going to uni, man. And I just wanted to gas myself. I'm like, listen, I'm in uni. I need yeah. to look good. Mm -hmm. And every single Some of the stuff I wore in uni was atrocious. <laughs> 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 I look back at the pictures, I'm like, green? Like, no, really? Like, like, oh my God. Every time we went out, there was always a new outfit. A hundred percent. Every like that's kind of mad. You know, we used to go shop. Right? I remember we used to go shopping during the day. Like I need to wear something. It was pressure. <laughs> it was, it was pressure. mad. It was mad. Pressure just yeah. for carnage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> carnage is a different story. Yeah. Carnage. Trust me, that was out. Bear in mind, you're not really doing no boo. Yeah, you're not uh, really yeah, doing sure, lifestyle. That's actually true. You know, like, I used to get a trim to go carnage, but that's. <laughs> mad. <laughs> that's crazy. That's actually mad. It's so true though. It's actually very true. That. So like. See, the pressure, we didn't really, like, feel that when we were at uni back in the days because mm. you just wanted to do it because you and your friends are just happy. Yeah. You're yeah, excited. Yeah, for sure. Guess, You're looking yeah. forward to it. And, like, I started taking pictures of, like, my daily outfits on Insta and going to uni, followers grew because, obviously, you meet new friends. I'm now moved from Milton Keynes to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Everyone was in Birmingham. And, you know, there's five unis in Birmingham. Yeah, so it looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a hub. mad. <laughs> Did we go to a few exactly. house parties in Birmingham? Yeah, well. that's sure. wild. Like. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Yeah. So, um, fast forward now. Um, I suffered, um, yeah, I suffered from severe depression at the age of twenty-one. So this is three years into uni. Wow. Oh wow. Um, but what did was you diagnosed with that, or did you just know like now? I'm just. I was diagnosed with that. Oh, I actually wow. turned myself in because oh, the wow. minute that I was sleeping for more than ten hours and I still felt tired. Um, we had a friend like that. Remember, James used to sleep for fourteen hours. Oh. Like, <laughs> on the regular, like that like was mad. Long the long sleep that makes you just feel even more tired and the minute that I wasn't going to my lectures and it mm. was, I, I knew something was wrong with me. Okay. And we um, didn't know it was depression per se. Oh no, okay. no, not at all. Um, but yeah, like the pressure I was facing leading up to being diagnosed with depression, I was still carrying on with my social media. So I was still mm. post Oh, um, okay. I would still work with brands. Yeah. Um, One of those ones. You had a mask, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so for like social media, you was okay. I had two lives mm. yeah. because I had a happy life on Insta and I really didn't enjoy life as much 
offline because there was a lot of things going on in my personal life with my family. Um, I also had a long distance relationship that was over 3,000 miles away in Canada. Wow. So I really had nobody. That's dedication for that's yeah, for real. Yeah, like, it was wow. education for yeah. four years. And social media was the next thing that became almost like a reassurance. Yeah. And then I created Desti D. Okay. Desti D was somebody that I've always needed as a child. Mm. Um, after, you know, overcoming mental health and like I said, after my niece checked me <laughs> in 2018. Yeah. Um, oh, that's kind of recent then. Yeah, mm. it was oh only 2018 okay. that oh I wow. actually discovered that this is what I am doing. It's not what yeah. I'm meant to do, but I knew I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, a brand, well, a company called World Beauty Series, they host events. And they actually came up to me and said, hey, Desti, we heard about your story, your mental health story. How do you feel about putting out a show? And I was like, mm? I was like, I'm not a speaker. Neither am I a trained speaker. I don't mm. know how to like conduct myself, you know, hosting and doing mm-hmm. a show. I've never done a show before. And they were like, no, I mean, it's easy, you know, just tell your story. I mean, it was easier said than done. Like, yeah. I was two hours late to my show. I had no script. I didn't want to do it, but I showed up anyway because people bought tickets and people mm. were there. Yeah. All my family and friends were there. I can't lie. I would have been one of those people at the front just staring you down like... <laughs> it was it was a whole different pressure uh, even if it's your family and friends yeah, they're yeah, looking yeah, at yeah, you different because yeah. they're like what is she about to say mm. what is it that we don't know that she knows that she's about to say in front of everyone right now <laughs> you know and um, and that's the first time I spoke um, I guess to even some of my friends that have known me that don't really know about my story about yeah. how obviously like I how I grew up and, um, you know, being gracefully given up by my parents at the age of nine and how I overcame that. And a lot of people I went to school with didn't even know. I didn't feel like I needed to justify that to anybody. Mm. But um, that was, yeah, that was the first time ever. Like, I really, really in-depthly explained how I felt, how I was affected by it with severe depression. And, you know, that's where I found out my transparency and honesty was a healing for somebody and I didn't know that I didn't know that being transparent and honest could encourage somebody to be transparent and then it would heal them also it mm. was almost like mm. a therapy that I discovered <laughs> that I was able to do that with someone um, and it was a hard transition because mm. I was judged a lot in the industry you know a lot of brands dropped from working with me mm. um, I took a, mm. oh yeah um, because you know you're now lo- no longer a full-time influencer mm, we don't really know what you're trying to do you know mm. your focus is not on fashion anymore or maybe you don't have time for postings anymore okay. yeah. so we'll just cut out the contract completely so you know working with some of my favorite brands to not working with them anymore that was like that was heartbreaking for me because I was just like, oh, yeah, it must be man, tough. Isn't it? Like, like, definitely, yeah, I'm getting yeah, three yeah. grams from you anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I really, really like mm-hmm. working with you guys, but there's only so much that you can explain to them that they can't understand the vision. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't understand that you still like fashion, but now I'm putting fashion with purpose. So, I carried on, you know, taking opportunities, free gigs, events, just to practice the skills of delivering my story. Up to the point where I completely like almost stopped blogging because now a lot of brands mm. just like, okay, we're not quite sure what we're dealing yeah. with here. Like we don't really know yeah. what she's trying to do. We get it that she's, you know, I still get a couple of clothes here and there, but it wasn't as often as I did before. Um, like at this point, I didn't have any contracts whatsoever. So mm. now I 
fully have taken and accepted that I'm just going to be a full-time speaker okay. until Put Shack gave me a whole campaign until Nike then hired me as um, a speaker for so their self-love. pretty event. much just gone full circle. So it's like when all looks like it's lost, it's like mm-hmm. whatever you really perceived and you wanted to do has really paid off it's in the end, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So It was like I had to learn the real value of selflessness at that point because mm. I had to give up everything that I had for the second time yeah. because when I was severely depressed, I was also broken homeless. Um, mm. So having to go through that stage again one more time was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Putting up the um, the last show that I did for the men's mental health um, showcase that was back in December, a lot of people didn't know that I emptied out my account for it. I had £21 in my account. And this was only three months ago. And I was okay with that because mm. I know the reason to it was why I was going to do it. I knew that somebody needed it. And I knew that like a few weeks before that event, I saved somebody. Um, from committing suicide and he was a male and I knew that I had to do something about it. This platform is not going to just be there for nothing. So I really take it. I'm very (coughs) sensitive about what I do and because I do this for for me and for the people that need it and the sacrifices that I make, yes, is a big risk. I do encourage people to not always feel like they have to be somebody's superhero Mm. because you really have to go through a lot to be, I guess, to where I am. Um, there's a lot of sacrifices that you make for yourself to the point where you're questioning like, shoot, how am I going to eat? You know, like, mm. <sighs> like, how am I going to survive? But I've always had faith. Like, I've, o- I've always knew that I've, o- I've survived it once. I've survived it twice. I've survived it with my parents. I survived it during uni. And I know I can do it again. So I had no fear. But mm. I had no fear since I was young. Yeah. Like, you can't just be built for this overnight. This is something I've You have been to go through things before oh, you can really that. It's been 18 years for me. Yeah. Yeah. So <coughs> I, all I knew was surviving. All I knew was surviving from a kid, from uh, when I was a kid, because... I was surviving through growing up with my best friend's parents or their granddad and grandma. And Mm. I was being nurtured by the world and the environment around me. And being um, a woman and being a young girl or like when I was, yeah, when I was just a young girl and doing that was a huge risk. Not having that limits and not having that protection allows you to almost able to do anything you want like <laughs> i literally mm. felt fearless i felt like i could do anything and everything and no one's gonna tell me that mm-hmm. no one's gonna tell me to stop but that also allowed me to like know okay if i'm gonna take a risk this is my limit of risk okay. i still do it up until this day only because what i do essentially involves lives and that's why i do it so this is not for the gram this is not for hashtag mental health awareness yeah. mm-hmm. you know like I don't do this for social media campaigns. I do this because genuinely there are people that rely on me and can call me on a daily basis. And, you know, some of them do need saving. And that's personal to me. That's, I feel protective of them Mm -hmm. because I've taken that responsibility of I'm going to be that sister and that human or that person in your life that you've always missed or that you have lacked support and love from. Yeah. So you've kind of become that person that, you would have wanted to have back then. Yeah. Mm. That's, so that's, that's, dope. that's who I've built myself mm. on social media. So I know it's crazy, you know, you look at my social media and be like, oh, that's you. And I'm like, no, that's somebody that I've always wanted to become. Mm. Destiny D is somebody that little Destiny always needed. And then there's me. 
there's me and I'm just that human side of Destiny. But Destiny is, you know, the motivator, the speaker, the saver, you know, the, the everything that I've always wanted to become. <coughs> and I've put that out there on social media. That's dope. Like, even with, um like, your struggles and just everything you've been through, do you think, like, having... Like, I, I don't know how to even put this question, but a lot of the people we look up to, we listen to, we watch on TV every day, mm. not all of them, but some of them have really come from nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you hear the story of, uh, you know, mm. their mum or dad were drug addicts and then they just become a mad, successful musician. But obviously there's that side to it. <clears throat> and then there's also the side of them just going over the edge. Like, they can't handle the fame that they get yeah, overnight. For yeah. sure. And <clears throat> sometimes they'll be doing stuff that's kind of, we perceive anyways, out of character. Like, oh, that's mm. mad. Like, why are they doing that? Or... Even stuff as... A bit reckless. Yeah, a bit reckless. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't even say it's little, but you know that like, there's like a whole trend now of people getting face tattoos and it was just like, why would you do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, do you think Do you think even actions like that or just general things like sometimes is a cry for help or is it just because they're in a world where it's like they can do whatever they want now? Mm-hmm. Coming from a position say where they... like, <coughs> Just to add to that, do you think it's... Or do you fear sometimes getting too powerful that like there's no one really to check you and like you know yeah once you get to a, yeah, a place so of like success place yeah you would assume there would be people be like you shouldn't do that you yeah do you that? know like, you yeah know? there's no one to to tell you no but when you get basically. to a certain level sometimes you're protected mm-hmm. from that's true yourself um for me or you're not yeah. Um, yeah of course after returning back to work i'd realized like I actually needed healing myself. So even though I've overcome mental health, mental health doesn't go away. Depression, first and foremost, is a part of you and will always be a part of you, but it is your past. It, it's just how you perceive your past and you want to look at your pain and turn that into a plan. You want to look at your testimony and you know, actually looking at your mess and turn that into a message for everyone to you know, be inspired upon. Um, but for me, I now, well, I have a therapist that I speak to. I have a dedicated therapist that I speak to, Mm -hmm. and she specializes in childhood trauma because somebody needs to be there for me and they need to understand what it is that I'm going through. And I just need that somebody to, I guess, you know, share my thoughts and feelings about like if, yeah, if I do start thinking about my past, it can get really dark because it was a long time of abandonment from Mm -hmm. my parents. Mm -hmm. And that can really like make me overthink things yeah. you know the worry then becomes a reality the reality then it gets manifested and i'm really living in that dark place um and i always encourage everybody you know if you feel like you need to talk to somebody do seek for help you know you shouldn't ever be embarrassed or ashamed of it there are <coughs> people because when you go through mental health sometimes the people closest to you is the hardest people to go to because you love them so much, you don't want to disappoint them. You love them so much, you don't want to let them down. That was me. I hid a lot of things from my family and friends to the point where like, we had no idea you were going through these things. How did you handle it all together? It was all I knew as a child. It was that because I had rarely anybody to talk to, all I knew was bottle it in, hold it together, move on. Bottle it in, hold it together, move on. Survive through it, push forward, and that's it, forget about it. And that then backfired on me as an adult. And I didn't think it was possible because I thought, oh yeah, nah, it was just, you know, it was just the past. Until I start talking about the things that I never talked about as a child, it really did affect my adulthood. And having a therapist for me really does help me because I just get to talk to somebody and not be judged for it. And they Mm -hmm. can give me 
factual statistical, um, statistical advices that I never really know because the advice that I give to people from, you know, at my show and at events is based on testimony, is based on experience. I speak nothing but the truth and the honesty that comes from my life. But, you know, having statistical and factual advice is necessary because you do need, like, you do need, um, for example, like at my show, yes, I have people that give their testimonies and stories, but sometimes I also like get a nurse or like a charity representative mm -hmm. that knows exactly how to help somebody in a way where it's better for their health. So it's not just through talking, you know, they will start talking about like maybe improving your diet, improving, you know, your sleep and stuff like that. All of that is a whole combination to overcome your mental health. Um, yeah. I'm forgetting the other question that you asked. Um, what was the question? Oh, basically, like, how do you sometimes stop yourself from getting too "quote unquote" powerful <coughs> that you're not yeah. really? You, you can't. People. people around you can't really check you. Basically, yeah. you know, just to be like, no, that's not a good idea, and you can take on their advice without feeling too offended. I think that's a lot of problems celebrities have because then people just become yes people around yeah. them because they're relying on them. It's like, oh, okay, this person's feeding me, so I can't yeah. then turn around and tell a them no. Said that with like. Like R. Kelly, R. Kelly, for example, yeah. he's like so powerful. Yeah, it's like, you can't even say anything. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I get them involved in what I do, okay. um, even though, so all of my friends that, or, you know, all of my friends that I have, they are 10 years plus. Literally, okay. they've been there since day one. One of them has been there for me for 18 years. One of them has been there for 11 years. And one of them has been there for 12 years. Mm -hmm. They are not social media influencers. Yeah. They don't care about social media. They don't talk to me as Desti D. They talk to me as Desti. Yeah. And when I talk <coughs> to them, you know, we often just talk as just two normal people. But often I ask them, I'm like, hey, you know, what do you think about what I've been doing lately? They've got their opinions. And they're like, you know what, D? Can't even lie. Like, you know, I, I, I like the event that you did, but maybe you should think about doing this, da da da. So they do have their inputs and opinions. And especially they, the first thing that they say is, when is the last time you had a day off so we can just spend time together? And mm. that is necessary. Because yeah. at one point, when both my best friends went traveling, they went traveling to the other side of the world for like two years. I was surrounding myself with industry friends. Yeah. And that's where the overdrive came. So mm -hmm. you now you guys understand why I was where I was with my health yeah. last month. It was building up for the past two years. Um, that overdrive really, really, really did finish me. Um, simply because I didn't have enough downtime. My friends went here. Mm -hmm. And all I was doing was just chasing this facade with the people that I'm working with. And because mm -hmm. I'm moving with their pace, not my pace, that took a toll on my body. Um, okay. So it's always good to keep your friends close to you. Yeah, sometimes they might not always like what you do because it's not what they do, you know, that's <laughs> friends for you, yeah. but you know, they mean well. And especially if you know that they're like your fam and you know, they're close to you, like you've known them for years, their intentions for you will always be for your best. Like yeah, they'll have your best interest. That's no, yeah. your yeah. best interest. Even, even with um, all the things that you've experienced, you've achieved, like, cause I feel like you've got a lot of positives in there as well, like regardless of, the other like the other side of it. What yeah. are like some of the, the high points that you really enjoyed like working and making the transition into what you you're doing now? I guess like the happiness that comes with it. You couldn't even buy it because yeah. for me being that honest and transparent about my life, some people get uncomfortable because they're just like, how are you just putting out your business mm. out there? 
first and foremost, I'm transparent, not accessible. Mm. So not everyone have mm. access to me, mm. but everyone understands what I've been through. Yeah. Everyone knows my story so I can help and be there for the people that went through what I went through. Um, and, you know, being, being so honest with myself and to others and everyone around me, I actually have like no pressure whatsoever. Nobody can come to me and say, oh, you know what, yeah, you know what she was like five years ago, or you know what she was like, da, 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 da. I would be like, you know what, thank you for reminding me. Why don't you guys tell them what I was like five years ago because I completely forgot to tell them what I went through. So mm. you go and tell them for me. Yeah. And that person would be like, uh, <laughs> It's like the yeah. Eminem, eight more, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because basically, like, you know, people are always ready to come for you from your past. They're yeah, ready sure. to blast your past of who you were before to who you are now. And for me, I always, I always make sure that who I was before, I've already put that out there. You couldn't say anything yeah. that I went through because it's already out there. So now what can you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. You now have to join my team. A lot of people didn't understand the picture that I was trying to paint in the beginning. And the hardest thing was to ignore that noise whether these were the people that I loved and cared about, you know, these are not necessarily like my closest friends, but these are still the people that I cared about. But I still had to sort of like keep them at a healthy distance because they were very judgy. They had a, a lot of opinions about my transition. And now I am where I am. And it's sad that, you know, after big brands approved of my work and you know, they're now verifying what I do as a speaker. Mm. Now they're just like, oh, you're bossing it. Oh, yeah, you know, you're doing so good. 2020 is your year. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't say I you done told you. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> I, I had a lot. It's crazy because when I put out my transition uh, throwbacks, so I actually posted videos from 2018 on my Insta stories, just as those like throwback journey. Mm. And when I did that, I had a lot of I'm sorry's on my DMs. And that was mad to me because I'm just like, rah, you know, beefing on your own. <laughs> like yeah. I had no beef with your issue with you, but it was mm. a lot of, oh, you know what, dear, I'm really sorry. Like I was actually like, you know, thought that, you know, you were too good to hang around with us. Are you too good to be coming all out, repping your own city, da, 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 da. Like coming from where you were from, you know, we thought that you didn't want to hang around with us anymore. And I'm like, nah, you lot didn't even understand what I was going through. Now that mm. you know now what I was dealing with mentally, yeah, they carried a huge, big guilt conscience because yeah. I knew my intentions were always pure, but I never felt to justify to anybody why I was doing what I was doing. I didn't yeah. owe it to anybody. You don't owe it to anyone at all. Mm. As long as it makes you happy and it gives you peace and you know, you keep your faith close to God. And like for me, that was enough. I didn't mm. need anybody else's judgment okay. to tell me if I'm going <coughs> in the right direction or not. Um, what what was one of the um <coughs> the biggest learning curves like going into an industry that you didn't necessarily plan to do because like you mm -hmm. said you you started out just having a passion for fashion and then yeah. before you know it now you're kind of not even kind of you're popping and everyone wants to work with you wants to get to know you like yeah. what was the biggest thing you experienced or faced trying to just basically learn on the job because you're not an experienced person that's that's yeah. had years in the industry to know how to deal with brands and stuff um, you know what, I just experienced this recently and this was a person that was really close to me but I had to liberate them even though she was like a family to me. I was trying to be everyone's helper. I was trying to be everyone's mm. superhero. Trying to please everyone. And like you said, you know, 
do you even actually have somebody that was checking on you? Mm-hmm. And for a second, I actually didn't take a step back to think that I had anybody. Like, I had people that was just like, oh, hey, D, how's your day going? Like, yeah, cool. But it wasn't actually mm. a genuine, honest, hey, D, how is your mental health? How are, how are you keeping your well-being together? Mm. I was missing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my Instagram was screaming loudly with a lot of validation and comments and all of that, but you know, offline, once I switch off Insta, my phone was absolutely dead. Like nobody was checking me mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and I was focusing so much on work that the person that I was keeping close to me, I found out that she was draining my energy. Although she was on my team, I had found out like later on, obviously like this year that she was a person that I saw myself as. The way I pick my friends is very particular. They are a reflection of me, a mm. big sister with a younger brother and a mother and a father. Because for me, the whole purpose of a friendship is for me to build with you, but also for me to live in that life of what it would feel like if I had parents. And it is so personal to me. It's so personal to me. And my best friends know why I am friends with them and why I love them and why I keep them close to me and why their parents are like my parents is because I was missing that in, you know, when I was a child and being friends with them fulfilled that gap and um, that, that love that was missing. But this particular friend that I had I don't want to say she was a broken version of me, but she she definitely reminded me of me of what it could be like if I had parents that put too much fear on the child. Mm. The parents was just so like consistently telling her, don't do this, don't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do this because uh, it leads you to becoming like that. It was a lot of negative input. And then that then spread to me. It was contagious. Mm-hmm. And I had realized I was only becoming friends with her because I felt like she needed saving. I I was so stubborn that I didn't want to let go of our friendship because I just wanted what was best for her. And in order for me to do that, I just wanted her to basically jump on a ride and be like, look, this is where I'm going. If you just invest time and effort to me, I can make sure that both of us are going to be good in the long run. Like, jump on this boat, I've got this. And I didn't realize that that was draining my energy. She's not leeching onto me, first and foremost. Mm. She wasn't a leecher. But the energy that was, you know, that she had taken away from me wasn't being reciprocated. Okay. Because she was going through it with her parents. And I understood that. I just wanted to input that good, positive energy to make sure she keeps going. Um... So yeah, um, that was my biggest learning curve, okay. actually. It wasn't okay. anything to do in the industry like that. Oh, okay, just more um, like personal, personal, basically. Oh, okay. yeah, only because I don't need industry friends. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. having industry friends, mm-mm, not yeah. in like fashion, Instagram. Yeah. Can be very world, cutthroat. Like. It is like being in high school. Uh, it's like mean girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, we do hear a lot about that. The devil wears product. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's natural, like, you see all these influencers, like, I guess they all comment on each other's posts and, yeah. you know. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. like a very, I feel like you kind of have to network and, you know, kind of be in that circle to yeah. keep advancing. Yeah. So how do you navigate towards that without being, you know, superficial? Or that's true. That's a, that's a good question, yeah. actually. Like. For me, I, I just, 
I stay true to me. Okay. Right. Um, you know, I go to a lot of influencer dinners, influencer events, and stuff like that. They that must know. be fun though. That must be fun in itself. It's, just going it's, to it's fun sitting next to someone like that's, that we see on TV all the no, time. Like, true, oh yeah, what's up? And <laughs> they are like, um, at events, there'll be like panel session, yeah. and then some of them will like kind of like throw shit. They'll be like, "Oh, Destiny, are you speaking today?" I was like, "No, actually, I'm not speaking." Oh, so it's like and that. <laughs> or some of them be like, "Oh, Destiny, are you speaking today?" Don't take too long. Da, 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 da. Oh, um, the worst hey. one was like when I went to um, an influencer dinner and one girl really came at me, you know. I don't know mm. what was going through her day, but she was just like, ah, oh, so D, um, you know, I was just wondering, you know, how is everything going with blogging? Because you don't really post a lot anymore. So is blogging not working out for you? I was like, mm. you know what? Blogging yeah. isn't. <laughs> 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 it was literally like, <laughs> she was ready. Uh, and uh. I had to prove her right. I was just like, you know, because I wanted to keep everything at peace. I'm like, first and foremost, this girl don't even know what I've been through. If she wants some smoke, she can get some today. <laughs> and she don't know me like that. <laughs> but I was just like, I'm a changed woman now. I'm just like, I'm grown. I'm, like, I'm not going to deal with her like that. So I said to her, I was like, no, you know what? It's not working out for me because I'm transitioning. I was like, I really like speaking and I really enjoy it. Yeah. After I proved her right, she came at me again. again. And she was like, yeah, you know, I didn't really know whether to unfollow you or not because I didn't know if you were still blogging. Oh, is it like that? Ooh. I was just like, hmm. Wow. I was like, I'm still blogging on the side. I was like, yeah. I still get my clothes. I didn't know there was so much pressure involved in no. blogging. Though. Think like, about oh. how many eyes are on you, though. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure, for sure. Uh, do you know what it is? I think as a viewer, you only see the benefits. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, these not living their best life, man. Nah. <laughs> you was at dinner. Bridge, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. In a of like, Girls, yeah, and you are the one that's getting jabbed, but mm. the rest of them are just there sipping wine, pretending like they didn't hear anything. But oh, really, your okay. other eat is listening, mm, you, mm, you know. But some of them tea. don't want to get involved, mm. but some of them knew what I was like, so yeah. they just kind of kept quiet. But they were just like watching, they're just like, you know, just sipping to like, <laughs> the like, you know, meme. <laughs> <laughs> but the girl that was coming at me, she didn't really know me like that. So oh, I, I, I was just like, you know what, if it's coming from an innocent place, I'm gonna just let her be. I'm yeah, like they could always be, be always be the sense where she still feels a bit threatened because you know even if you're not doing anything, something like that. What's, what's she got planned? Like? She <laughs> oh, might not drop that crazy today. You know what I mean? So sometimes you just got to take it as a, as, a, as a compliment. Like, well, that's if you're that it. bothered and yeah. I'm not even doing anything, that yeah. like, I must be on my game. It so it was listen. It was just it was literally getting on her last night. Mm -hmm. I don't know what was actually bothering her. So she came again. Yeah. Well, three times. Three times <laughs> for the third time, and. Um, yeah, so after she came for the third time, and basically at this point she was basically trying to embarrass me at the front of the table. And she How many people were there? Like twenty. It was like twenty oh, okay, girls. Okay, okay, it was okay, a long oh, table. Okay. But it was like sort of like her gang that was up uh, on the edge. So basically <laughs> imagine this this table right here, we're sitting on the edge. Yeah. So she was there, there was another girl there, another girl there, another girl there. Mm. And this was her gang, this was her crew. <laughs> so she was basically like Well they were were they were like, wearing like matching dresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see in the high school films, <laughs> didn't it? Like, the one guy with the varsity jacket, yeah, everyone yeah. else is matching. But, uh, that's you know bad. you're trying to prove your point so right yeah. that you're trying to repeat yourself because you want your friends to yeah, back yeah. you, okay. right? But her friends weren't backing her. And now the third time that now she's coming at me, basically telling me like, oh, okay, you know, um, since like you're not really doing what we're doing anymore, like I didn't really know, like I had to like, you know, whether I should unfollow you or not, da 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 da. And I just got tired. At this point, I was just like, look, I was just like, you know, we're here at dinner. I was just like, are you working with this brand or are you just being gifted by them? Yeah. And she was just like, oh yeah, no, you know, they just gave me this dress and they invited me to the dinner and they got me a hotel tonight. I was just like, okay. See, I thought everyone here's got a year contract. Must just be me then. 
And I had to put her in Stuck her place. Eyes cold. I was just like, don't ever talk to me like that again. And shame on you, girl, because that was not necessary. Like, yeah. you know, being unkind to somebody, you just never know what somebody's going yeah, through. Yeah, for sure. And I had sure. to check her one no, time. Yeah. Because so I'm just like, yeah, it does seem like it's very competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, like, it's good that you didn't. Just come for you. Yeah, like, like, look, you, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, like, even with all these, like, events and industry things, it must be, like, sometimes you must you must still have moments where it's like, wow, like, I'm here. Do you know what I mean? Like, whenever oh, yeah. I meet anyone yeah. famous on the street, I have to move, like, South London. I'm just like, I look once a time. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I saw this person. Do you know what I mean? But it must still be, like, very, like, Yeah, uh, tell us about the Brits. Like, most yeah, people like, there, right? Yeah. I was at the Brit Awards after the party. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I wasn't at the Brits, the Brit. Okay. Um, I was at the Grime Daily Gala. How was that? That was For nice. someone oh, yeah. that's... We might end up at the Brits. You never know. But, <laughs> like, you know, how was the experience? Because obviously we've never experienced anything like that. So, you know, what was it like? What was the atmosphere like? The people? The Grime Gala. Yeah, that. you know. Like, um, I actually like the entertainment events because what's nice about it is that, first and foremost, everyone that's there has talent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone that's yeah, there yeah, actually true. influences real talent yeah, okay. so it's nice to speak to someone who is influential mm-hmm. because they bring something mm-hmm. to the table did you meet Dave by any chance that's such a random <laughs> question <laughs> like, he showed it so I was just, I was just asking yeah, I didn't yeah. meet Dave nah yeah. um, but I meet someone more famous than Dave who did you meet I worked with Future oh did you yeah you work with Future. I worked with Future. Oh, was in one of these, <laughs> that um, mask, <laughs> that, 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 that toxic, the toxic masculinity. It didn't come out. Didn't it, nah. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I, li- I like I like the events. Um, you know, in the entertainment industry, because it's always fun. It's always free like, food, always, free drinks. Listen, you know, they look food, after the you guys. Drinks, and there's hardly any drama. Like, Which is oh, good though, good. but Everyone you know, and stuff there. like that. Yeah, you wouldn't expect nah, that to be. Everyone's like, just vibing. Everyone's really mm. just enjoying themselves. But you cool. go to influencer events, and it's different. It's like, oh, the girls are just okay, so there's the a difference walls. between like going yeah. to let's oh, say yeah. something like a, a Brits after party and then an influencer. You think it's because like the influencers kind of see it as competition, like kind of crabs in a barrel thing, or yeah, they're saying that oh, it's not a competition. We're fixing each other's crowns. That's absolute lies. That's okay. The return of the influence. That's You know, secretly hate each other. It's going off in the WhatsApp groups. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like it is it's like being in high school and that's partially the reason why I'm like I don't I don't really care to be involved and I I blast it on my Insta I'm like look for everyone that follows me and the real ones that follow me know that I'm not consistent Mm -hmm. I I don't care about liking your recent posts I -hmm. care about checking on you in real life and I care about you checking on me in real life and making sure I'm good not about what I'm posting yeah if I know you and I'm in constant communication with you I know your posters work Mm -hmm. it's nothing personal so if you ever come in, if you ever come to me with that conversation of, I don't even know why you follow me, but you don't even like my stuff. I'm just like, where's your priority? Like, I, I have to just. I'm but then sure, again, that, that links in with validation, isn't it? That's a lot of people exactly. just wanting I'm you just to like, be why like are you approval. So why are we even having this conversation? First yeah. and foremost, it's useless to me mm-hmm. for us to have this conversation. Yeah. Why I'm not liking your stuff? But if it's like, okay, you need promotion for your events and you need me to, you know, help you get mm-hmm. that promo. And I understand that. Yeah. But actually actively liking your stuff every day, I don't even have the time. Literally. It's, like, more, it's actually more difficult than you think. <laughs> it's time consuming. Being an adult, yeah, it's complex. <laughs> we have so many things that are just dragging our time yeah, and like, our attention. For real. And 
you know, I'm not that type of person where like we're going to events and the first thing you do is like, let me just snap this shit. Let me make sure I have this so then I can post it on my story so people know that I'm I can't I'm lie, here. you know. <laughs> For the first five bobs, I'm like, yo, <laughs> mom, I, I made it. <laughs> but nah, I get what you mean though. That is very, it's good that you, you, you're more living in the moment rather oh, yeah. than like yeah. snapping yeah. it in it. But for me, that would be a surreal no, experience. I can't lie to you, bro. You don't think about us here, yeah, like the pressures of actually having to post always. Yeah, and, like, yeah, 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 for sure. Sometimes it's very strategic as well in yeah. what you it have is. to post because, you know, like if you're putting out too much content, people might not necessarily appreciate it. Again, it's not validation, but it's knowing yeah. your worth yeah, of yeah, not yeah. just being everywhere. So For me, like in order for me to then be able to enjoy but still get my content, it was easy. Get a personal photographer. And I just get her to follow me around everywhere. So then I get to enjoy my bit. She does what she's supposed to, yeah. and that's it. And that was that. That was just my mm-hmm. main solution. And that's for dope. you know, for other people that still do like do all of this and not really living in the moment and not enjoying yeah. the events, yeah. it's just like it's, that's a shame. Because yeah. why are you attending the event? Exactly. Because then you're only enjoying it when you actually look back at the videos, but True. you're not really like. Mm. True. Like you can still talk about it with your friends, but, but it's just like, oh, do you remember this video? Exactly. Rather than, oh, do you remember what we did? That's why I kind of rate like what the comedians have started to do. Like, you know, they've started like stopping people, people from using their phones at the like, event. You have to like remember, yeah, show. remember, and enjoy yeah. It. yeah. That should that should have been done since day one. Even yeah. like yeah. concerts as well. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I, I remember going to Daddy Yankee, um Daddy Yankee's concert. Yeah, I can't lie. I'm the Daddy guy. That's yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm that guy. Like, oh, I need to snap this. You know what I mean? But like, I get what you mean. Sometimes you just really have to enjoy it in it. Like That's I try it. not to do it too much, but I like having those memories of my friend. Like, oh, this was lit, but. I know what you mean. Some people do the whole event and not really enjoy what yeah. they're experiencing. So that's it. Um, so I have a question, yeah. Mm-hmm. In this age, in this day and age, loads of people like they want to do what influencers do. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to, to you anyone, know, anyone that's, that's actually that's trying, trying to get, get into the industry? That. That's a good I feel question. a lot of people kind of fall mm-hmm. into it, but that's a good question. If anyone does actually want to try and get into it, yeah. um, I know you're not really you're you're kind of half doing that now, yeah. but. What advice would you give to someone who's actually trying to do that? I would ask them why. Okay. Have oh, you have you self? I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would ask them about why. Self, I would actually ask them: Have you self-reflected and refined your why to as why you are doing this and why you have chosen to do it? If you are doing it because this is someone that you're looking up to, and you just want to be just like them, why? There's already there's already one of them. Yeah. You, you 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 know you are your own being you are yourself what can you bring to the table that's different what value are you trying to bring um because a lot what a lot of i feel like um especially young females um feel that they um are lacking that um and i'm choosing young females because that's majority of the um people i mentor yeah. as well as um i engage with with my shows is mainly females and the one of the like most popular question is what value can I more like bring more to the table? You know, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like mm, my, my posts aren't engaging enough. And you know what I tell them? Look, the person that is liking your stuff on the other side of the phone is a human being. And yeah. if they are just having a bad day and they don't like to they don't like your stuff, it's because like they just don't feel like liking your stuff. It's yeah, not true. you. It's mm. just it's them. Not like yeah, I think people right. just really have to fall in love with you as a person. You that's know what I mean? I don't it. think it's you necessarily catering to people. So Right. And this pressure of having to influence and having to become an influencer because you feel like you are not good enough, that is what I'm trying to, I guess, uh, 
Yeah, yeah like I'm trying to persuade them and encourage them like, you know, that is not always the route just because everyone is gaining a higher followings on social media. If you go on a tube, who else knows you? Are you gonna get recognized? Like, is mm. it even that relevant? Like, if, if you're in public, you're still just a normal human being, mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. the way. And <laughs> some people feel very entitled to be like, oh, you don't know who I am. And I'm like, no, no I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what do you really do? Yeah, and that's, that's the genuine question. It's yeah. not an offense. And for me, I, like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'm better than everyone else or I'm more mature than everyone else. No, for me, personally, I've chosen to just be more relevant in real life because uh -huh. I want to make more of a difference mm. offline than online because I've been through social media pressures and going through depression within social media and I want to make a difference offline more than online and I just showcase it online. Yeah, that's um, tough. Yeah. PhD. PhD <laughs> Desti. What's <laughs> 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 so what? Like, obviously, like, you're doing, like, great things at the moment and I think it's just going to continue to get bigger and better. Like, what are your, what are your plans going forward and into into that the rest of the year basically going forward and into the following years as well not just yeah. legacy. so basically <coughs> i really my biggest goal is to have my own daytime tv talk like oprah i'm taking that spot and plus i'm asian i'm like we different yeah. and like, i can what? i can fulfill that spot for so sure man it's different in my race that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> what, what country are you from originally so my mum is Indonesian. Oh, okay. And um, oh. I've also got white in the family. Mm. Okay. It's like a bit of noodles and fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to stand inside, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even with like having your own um, talk time show or daytime, just your own, let's just say your own channel, man. Like yeah. let's not even minimize it to that. Do you feel like- it's manifesting it for me, by the way. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. You've got to speak yeah, it into it existence for, yeah. for real. Yeah. Destiny TV, you know, I'll turn it on and I'll be like, I watched this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, even with that, do you feel like you have have to be based um can you be based in london or do you need to move because obviously you go to america and everything is yeah 10 times yeah it's LA massive like. you know what um, I mean, like. so the bigger picture is actually so i can still speak indonesian fluently um oh, okay. i'm actually okay. gonna reunite with my father this year okay. um and my biggest goal is to bring my show home just okay him, just do it because oh, i really want to do dope. it with my dad yeah um so i want to be able to um put out my show in indonesia mm. and bring dope. it back home um give back to my home um yeah so having a daytime tv talk show that's one of the things i want okay um if you ever watch um people like eric thomas and like uh tony mm. robbins yeah. those people who have the big expos yeah, and yeah the big yeah. retreats and exhibitions he for was just here, I think. yeah oh really eric thomas was okay. just literally over the weekend yeah that's what I also want to put out because at the moment my events goes to about I guess 150 to 200 people. Mm -hmm. like, I need to do 5,000 at some oh, yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, starting my school tour or and uni tour as well. Finding out that you know social media, not social media, but pressures are being spread upon younger generation as young as 11, mm. wanting to commit suicide, mm. and that came from in an environment that was close to me of somebody's sibling and that hurt me and I was like what when I was 10 what was I even worried about I was riding bikes <laughs> riding you know, bikes that was my like, thing you know what I mean? but yeah that's, but that's these crazy. days it's beyond sats and GCSEs that yeah. leads them into that kind of pressure to want to actually thought of and consider of taking their life that's you know that breaks my heart because my niece is 10 yeah. and I want to be able to spread the encouragement, the positivity for that generation, probably in a more of a filtered content because some of the stuff I do talk about is heavy, mm -hmm. yeah. but I do want to start touring as well. Okay, that's dope. That's amazing. That's dope. Um, just 
we don't have too much time but yeah. because we kind of skipped over it mm-hmm. I want to kind of go back to your origi- origins like you said mm-hmm. you was abandoned or you was given up basically yeah. um, so can you talk us through that like yeah um, you know one day my mum asked me like you know um, do you want to live in England and have a better mm-hmm. life and I said yeah <laughs> I was mm. like of course I do like, I want to mm. go to school in London mm. but I didn't think it would cost not being able to live with my family for the rest of my life so my mum took me here when I was nine she left after a month I had my 10th birthday so for everyone that goes to my show they know about the 10th birthday story and it's very mm. close to my heart because birthdays essentially become very sensitive to me mm. on my 10th birthday I had a birthday party at my house that was my first birthday in England um, you know, I've had a lot of new friends now. They all turn to Sarah, Amy, and Lucy's. They're not. Yeah. They're no longer Asians. They <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah. They're they're white kids. Yeah. I got some white friends. I came <laughs> to the UK and I've never had like I've never had white friends back in Indonesia. So I was excited. Yeah. I'm like yeah. I'm in a new environment. I'm a new person. I can't wait. You know, for my mum to come um, and and see all of this. Um, so yeah, you know. Um, my birthday cake was being brought to me and I was supposed to make a wish. All of my friends were just standing around and an hour went by, two hours went by, 18 years went by, my mum never came back. Oh. And there was, there was never really a reason to us why they never came back. Nobody spoke about it to me. And that's what really, um, I guess, chased that, that that pain chased into my adulthood, if that makes sense. It affected mm. my adulthood. Mm. Um, and it hit me at 21. And I didn't think it would. I thought, oh, I've left that in the back burner. Dashed it off. Yeah. I've never thought about it ever again. I've just moved past it and moved forward with life. But it really did, because I've never healed from it. Um, I grew up here with my grandma and my granddad. They were there for me, but they weren't there, if that makes sense. Growing mm. up with your grandparents is different to your parents. They, they're older. They don't have as much energy. Um, They weren't as present as I wanted them to be. And my grandma and me, we have a very tough relationship. Mm. Um, It was a lot of lack of nurtureness, if that makes sense, in the sense of um, the compassion side and the loving side, it wasn't there. So there was no I love yous, no I'm proud of yous. (laughs) Don't worry, Africans go through that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, um, I was seeking that and actually received that, um, which was a blessing coming from my best friend's parents and my friend's parents mm-hmm. and everyone around me that I could fill that void of um, the lack of love and support that I was missing. I found that through a lot of different families and even from speaking, bear in mind I'm not a Christian, yet my spiritual dad is a pastor, Pastor mm-hmm. Adeo Moba, and also another one of my mentors is Bishop Wayne Malcolm. If you research, those both men are very powerful in the industry and they're very powerful in the ministry. And they took me in and they're like, you are my daughter. And from now onwards, I am your father. Mm. And that kind of, you know, gave me that fulfillment of pursuing my purpose further. Because whilst everyone else is questioning, these two men are really like, you go for it. Anything that you need, you come to us. And we are here to support you with anything. so yeah, um, I saw my mom last year in August after not seeing her for about six years, six, seven years. And um, I haven't seen my dad in just over eight years now. So I'm going to see him yeah. this year. Yeah, um, not growing up with a father and a mother definitely took a toll on me. And I decided to basically step into my dad's shoes and become this 
protective, strong person. Even though I was a young girl, I knew what my mum taught me was, you know, to be kind, to be soft, to be more modest, to be compassionate towards others. But I felt like that vulnerability just put me out there in the open. I was like, no, but no one's here to protect me. I'm not gonna be vulnerable. I'm gonna protect myself and be strong. And I only just told my mum, I was like, only the strong one survives. And she's like, I don't even know what that means, but yeah, you know, hard, but, yeah. this, but this girl knows what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, and for me, she didn't understand that being more logical was a protection for me. Okay. Because if I was to, if I was to go through something and I was dealing with it emotionally, I feel like I'm wasting time. Mm. I feel like, this is this is not gonna get me anywhere. Like I need to think of something logical quick and just move forward with it. Sure. Um, mm. So having to then reset everything back again now and having a dedicated therapist and healing everything thoroughly, gracefully, I feel like I'm in a much better place. Like you can never really work on your self-development to a, like perfect mode or a perfect mm -hmm. stage. You can always keep working on yourself as, as much as you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Constant <laughs> development. Yeah, I think that kind of summarizes it quite yeah, perfectly. Yeah, like, um, I know there's so much more we want to ask you, but yeah, kind of running out of time. Yeah. Um, we need to get you back, for sure. I've still got like 50 other questions. I need to, but I do have a game. Right, cool. So usually on our show, if you've ever watched us, like um, we usually have a game and a nugget at the end. So today's game is how well, how good is your fashion trivia? It's not going to be anything crazy. Jeez. Oh, okay. But it's like okay. general knowledge, yeah? So it's no just a quick pressure. fire round. Whoever answers no first gets the... Really <laughs> no Whoever no answers first gets the... So make sure you give the lady I'm a chance. Okay, so this is going to be quite tough, actually, but I'm not going to give you options either. You just have okay. to give me an answer. What clothing line did a young Brad Pitt model for? Prada. No. Gucci. Calvin Klein? No, you can only get one. Oh, is it? No. 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 It was Levi's. Oh, oh, okay. Hmm. I was closer there. Yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one can do <laughs> <laughs> Okay. A Scully... Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. A turbogan and a ski cap are all names of what sort of headgear? <laughs> what? Oh. Oh. That there's a specific name for it. I didn't even know that this was called something. Names of what sort of headgear? So it's got a specific name. It is. They are hats, but it's. I thought it's, it was headphones. Scully. Yes. No. Oh. It's called. I, I've never heard of this. I yet, bet it's like one of those like. Um, like, you know, there's like beachwear. You know what I mean? Like, it's the, called, the it's, they are, they're, they're called, apparently, they're called watch caps. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I never no, knew that. No, I never <laughs> knew that. <laughs> we wouldn't even get that. So it's still zero, zero at the moment. Okay, so Who which. made these questions? <laughs> <laughs> which music mogul was involved in creating Rockaway? Oh, Jay Z. Ooh, Destiny oh. Beach. <laughs> 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 the baby. Oh, Life is good. <laughs> <laughs> the apple bottom jeans. Okay. <laughs> Um, this is tough. Like I'd never did French, but if you did, you might have a shot at this. What does the French fashion term "prêt à porter" translate to in English? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of? I'm looking around. Right. It was like everyone's like, everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like, what? No one's gonna get that one. No, you sure? You look at the guess. No. Ready, it, it's translate. Ready to wear. Yeah, there you go. Destiny gets the point. It's one one. I didn't even say anything. She no. just said it. I See? Like ready to wear. Oh. There you go. Okay, so most pair of jeans come with five of what? Pocket. <laughs> 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 okay, so it's two one, yeah? Alright, so according to the book and movie titles. 
And this might be the championship question, actually. It's going to be. According to the book and movie titles, what designer line does the devil wear? Brother. <laughs> That's your favorite. Let me finish the question. Okay, okay. This is this is this is the this is this is the game designer. Yeah. Yeah. What do you call a shirt with a very high, sometimes rolled collar? Turtleneck. <laughs> he kissed his teeth before he even before he even analyzed the question. He was like, "Oh, it's a stupid question." I should have so, known, man. So Desti, Desti is the winner of today's <laughs> game show. Useless. My friend Elvin. He kissed, he kissed his teeth. He was like, "Ah, this is a turtleneck." And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so Desti oh, wins our game today. Cool. I've actually got something for you, but I will give it to you after we wrap okay. up. So yeah, um, what's the nugget of the day? Who's, um, who's kicking off? Seeing as you lost, you start. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I think we should do something slightly different. Okay. Um, since we actually have a bona fide motivational speaker here, are we just gonna give Des- are we just gonna give Desti the floor and? No, I was gonna say like we should give like scenarios like so. I don't know. Let's make it a bit fun. Um, let's say I'm a caterpillar. Yeah? Wow. Wow. Yeah. This guy's always going abstract. An- animal. Going abstract. Animal. <laughs> all the time. All the time. I'm a but caterpillar. You know. Yeah. I'm going along the branches. You know. All my mates, they're turning into butterflies. You see the metaphors here. Mm. They're turning into butterflies, but. <laughs> I'm just, you know, when it will be, my, when will it be my time? Mm-hmm. Anyone want to take it? What am I meant to answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motivate the caterpillar. I mean, I've got a little something. I actually made this up the other day, only because I felt like I needed to say it to my friend. Mm-hmm. So, um, he he was like basically feeling very like low about himself, and I told him I was just like, "Have you checked your environment around you?" And I said to him, "I was like, picture yourself as a tree." Okay, and you being a tree, you absorbing the sun, which is your energy, your positive energy, and everything around you that feeds you. But you also have the roots that hold you down, and your roots are the people that that checks on you, that you love, that you care about. But sometimes it's also the ones that you keep that may not be relevant to you, and they also absorb the energy that you absorb. But some of the roots are absorbing a little bit too much energy, and it's just for their own benefit. So then their roots can grow bigger and not the same as the rest of the other roots that are trying to support you and hold you down. And sometimes it's okay for you to cut off that root and let that root grow into another tree. Not because you don't want that root to be a part of you anymore, but you want that root to prosper on their own. Don't. I think that's your title. That's your title. You know what's mad as well, yeah? <laughs> she say? related it to the tree and the caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. I was like, I ain't matching that. Man. I was just like, damn. Hey, thank but you. No, thank you very much, Destiny. Thank, thank you. We do appreciate it. It's I'm been sure a great episode. Will be like, you know, touched. Yeah, touched well. with your with your words, and hopefully we can get you back on as well. For sure, definitely. definitely. And um, hey, this was dope. Yeah, man. You lot, you know what to do Find every us. Thursday. Um, we're on all the socials, all the platforms. So listen, share, subscribe, all that good all stuff. That good stuff. Follow Destiny. And follow the yeah, nice drivers. Yeah, guys man, have been definitely. Amazing. Thank you so much yeah, for having so me. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Always for sure. welcome. Coronavirus <laughs> and all. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, out. Yeah, we out. Take care. Take care. Bye.